I want to make sure we all realize Jarquez Hunter could have one of the best seasons in Auburn rushing history in 2023. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Monday, Lindsey Crosby, writer at AuburnDaily.com and host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Lindsey, the more we talk about this, the more I think we need to just put the statement out there that Jarquez Hunter in 2023 could end up having one of the best seasons in Auburn rushing history. Specifically, when you look at the last 10 years, Lindsay, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been some incredible, incredible seasons with carry on in 2017, uh, 1391 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns on the ground, just under 200 receiving yards, two touchdowns through the air. And then Trey Mason, his Heisman finalist year, 18-16 in rushing on the ground, 23 yards, or excuse me, 23 touchdowns, then 163 receiving yards for a score. There's been a lot of good stuff to happen over the last 10 years from Auburn running the football, but I think Jarquez Hunter can have that type of season in 2023, Lindsay. Before I acknowledge the take, uh, put some respect on Cameron Artist Payne's name. Ooh. 2014, 1,608 yards and, uh, I mean, thir- 13 touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between we, Cap We forget and, about uh, that. Mason yeah. to Cap back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that was just that 2013-2014. I mean, just as much off, offense that we've had in two years in a row, like, ever. Uh, incredible, incredible stuff. And then, yeah, like, Cap and Ben Tate just seem to be forgotten. But, um, yeah, Jarquez Hunter, though, I, I, I think there's several reasons, Lindsay, when you look at this and you kind of put some of the numbers that we've seen so far from Jarquez Hunter when he wasn't the main guy. We all assume he will be the main guy in 2023. I think it points to a potential historic breaking out type season for Jarquez Hunter. Yeah, I mean, we he's come in now for two years and he's been the backup to Tank Bigsby and uh, has done everything asked of him and more. And I've been particularly impressed with how he has just gone in at every single time he's been in the game. He has carried the load. He has done exactly what you needed him to do, whether it's going out and like, hey, we're going we're gonna to throw you the ball out of the backfield. Okay, great. I'm going to score touchdowns on wheel routes. Um, I mean, yeah. he, he puts up, what, 675 and seven touchdowns last year as arguably the number three option behind Tank and Robbie Ashford. And I, it just it feels like this is his Perfect. year and he's going to eat, and I'm excited about it. And also, he, tw- he tweeted a picture of him on a horse the other day. I mean, what else do great. you want? What else do you want? I just think when you look at, you know, Trey Mason, the number one rushing season ever. Bo Jackson, the number two rushing season ever. And then Cameron Artis Payne, the number three rushing season ever for the Auburn Tigers. I think we're going to see Jarquez Hunter have a top five rushing season for the Tigers in 2023. Number five on that list is Cam Newton. 1,473 yards and I believe 20 touchdowns. Yeah. So what we're looking at in this situation is we're looking at uh, Jarquez Hunter putting up more than 1,480 yards Yeah, what I, we're talking I, about. And I, I think it can happen. Lindsey, Bo Jackson, that number two all-time season, what did he average per rush? 6.42. 
Interesting. All right, so the first point today is overall talent. When you look at what Jarquez Hunter did last year versus Tank Bixby, and we've all kind of danced around this a little bit, right? Well, you mentioned that 6.4 per attempt. That's exactly what Jar- uh, Jarquez Hunter averaged per rush last year. But we're talking about you know a, a big enough sample size to where it's starting to kind of match what Bo Jackson did. Obviously, Bo Jackson did it um, in a much... Uh, different level of, of way, but I think, I think you can look and see a Jarquez Hunter, what he's done so far, he can take that next step. So Hunter versus tank last year, we've danced around this a little bit, but I think, I think Jarquez Hunter was better than tank Bixby last year. I think the offense certainly was better when he was on the field. Does that mean he's better pound for pound? I don't know. I don't know, but Auburn's offense looked better when Jarquez Hunter was on the field versus tank Bixby. So Hunter averaged 6.4 yards per touch last year. Tank was a full yard behind him in average at 5.4, and obviously Tank touched it a bunch more, but not as much as you really thought. So Tank had more catches, much less pop with them. Tank had, I believe, 30 catches, and Jarquez, I think, had 16. But when you look at total yards from scrimmage, Tank had 1,150 across 209 total plays from scrimmage. Hunter had 892 across 121. So, I mean, we're talking about almost a two-yard difference when you talk about average yard per play when they got the football. And so Tank was 5.5, Jarquez Hunter 7.4. Two yards, that's a lot. That's a lot, Lindsay. Were their roles the same? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's apples to apples here. There is some apples to oranges. But what Jarquez Hunter can bring offensively, there's no question about it, what he can do. Oh, yeah, and sprinkle in a little Hugh Freeze offense, a much better offensive scheme that I think matches Jarquez Hunter's style and versatility out of the backfield and all over the field. I, I think we're going to see one of the best running back seasons that we've seen in a minute here at Auburn. Yeah, he's he's incredibly well-conditioned and can do just about anything. That's the big thing is he was successful everywhere. I didn't realize until you brought up these passing stats or these receiving stats Tank Bigsby, 30 catches for 180 yards, so six yards per catch. Mm-hmm. And typically, you see running backs with a lower yards per catch because they're catching balls out of the backfield. It's a little different from running it's essentially down. a run play. Yeah, a lot of these swings and stuff like that. But Jarquez Hunter, 17 catches for 224, so 13.2 per yeah. catch, which is right there along with what you see from Shedrick Jackson, 13.5. Cam Brown, 13.6. Right. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know enough about the specific scheme that the last staff tried to run to explain why Tank Bigsby wasn't as effective as Jarquez Hunter. I think part of that may have been game script. You know, you, you know, when Tank Bigsby's in the game, he was easily the number one threat and the defenses paid, gave him the respect uh, that goes with that. And so it's possible. That's part of it. The defenses weren't keen on Jarquez like they were keen on Tank. But either way, he fit the offense better and outperformed arguably Tank in comparable situations. You know, first down runs, um, you know, catching things like that. Well, that's that's certainly the narrative, Lindsay. I don't know if I fully buy that, though. I mean, you're telling me like defensive coordinators were excited when Tank left the game and Jarquez came in. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I entirely buy that. Sure. I mean, I, I, I'm sure Tank Bigsby was definitely one of the first things they looked at when they went over Auburn's film. Mm-hmm. But 
I imagine Jarquez Hunter would be more of a headache just because he could do more things like the the averaging over 13 yards a catch, the the constant threat of a wheel route. Um, so I, I don't know if I entirely buy that. I get I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Auburn had two good running backs last year, and in a smaller sample size, Jarquez Hunter outperformed the better one, the the so called better one. And I just think yeah. we've been dancing around this for a minute, and I and I kind of I kind of think we needed to buckle down and say like, you know what? No, what Jarquez Hunter did last year was exceptional. Yeah, and I think they're. This is not saying this is the case. This is possible the case. Okay. Uh, when you have a a veteran player like Tank Bigsby, mm-hmm. uh, and at, as a play caller, you may feel more pressure to manufacture or force his role in the offense. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that you took more, you you put more of an emphasis on we're going to give Tank the ball, you know, up the middle. We're gonna get we're we're gonna call him three back to back to back run plays. Whereas Hunter, it was more of we're just going to run an offense sure. and he happens to get open and get the ball versus we're going to force it to tank. Possible, not saying that's exactly what happened, but I think that's another angle to maybe look at. But in the end of the day, you're right. You have the numbers, you have the, the stats. They don't, yeah. they don't lie. Jarquez was a better fit, performed better in his sample than Tank Bigsby did in his. We talk about on the show all the time, can a coaching staff content, uh, consistently put their team and put individual players in situation to succeed. I've got a reason why I think Jarquez Hunter will be put in a situation to succeed next year under Hugh Freeze as the lead guy for the Auburn Tigers. But talking about putting things in situations to succeed, LinkedIn Jobs can put your small business in a situation to succeed. Look, hiring people's tough, and it's a big deal, especially when you invest a lot of time and resources, and usually it's multiple people um, that are involved in this, that could be doing other things. Trust our friends at LinkedIn Jobs to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to. Uh, it's fast. It's free. All you have to do is head over to LinkedInJobs.com and they will uh, they will allow you to make a job posting to quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your past job company. And uh, they also have 875 million member profiles to post in front of the most qualified candidates. What's not to like about that? So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Lindsey Crosby, my guest, as he is every single Monday, you talk about putting running backs and really most offensive players in situations to succeed. You bring in better offensive linemen, Lindsey, the offense as a whole gets better. Sure, they're no, the big guys aren't touching the football, but they allow you to win individual matchups because you get more time. And time is such a big part in all of this. And so Robbie Ashford is going to have more time because Gunner Britton will be blocking for him. Dylan Wade will be blocking for him. Xavier Miller will be blocking for them, probably, we think. Avery Jones will be blocking for him. I mean, all of these guys coming in, uh, all of a sudden, uh, it's going to allow you to have more time for the passing game to develop, which then, as a defensive guy, you've got to, if you're a linebacker, you can't just take a step forward every single play thinking it's going to be a run on first down. And when you do that, obviously, uh, it's going to help the running game. And so, whether it's Jarquez Hunter in for the game or Jeremiah Cobb or Brian Batie or, or Damari Austin, it doesn't matter who it is, they're all going to benefit from this. And I think Jarquez Hunter is going to get the most touches of the four backs that Auburn has in the running back stable. 
And so he's going to benefit the most because he's getting the most opportunity behind this revamped offensive line. Yeah, I can't find the exact stat, but I remember watching Auburn games and they were talking about the percentage of carries where Tank Bigsby was contacted behind the line of scrimmage. And Auburn's offensive line last year was, to put it mildly, atrocious. They were bad. And, And Auburn has done an offensive line rebuild in one year that is kind of unprecedented. Like, we've never seen a team go out and get three four-star offensive line transfers from the portal. But Wade, Britton, and Jones are all considered to be the equivalent of four stars by our friends over at 247. And so, like, you've completely revamped this entire line. And when you bring in Philip Montgomery, Philip Montgomery has... One L. One L and Philip. Very important. Um, it's just like my wife, uh, not Philip, but Allison. Anyway, uh, very important, <laughs> very important. Like he's been very, very good at scheming and doing what works. Yeah. And, and we've seen that at Tulsa, he was able to have fantastic running games, fantastic, uh, passing games. And it feels like the strength of this team right now, it is a lot easier when you have a new group of players, like you have an all, entirely new offensive line, sure. minus maybe Jeremiah Wright. It's very easy to get them to run block in concert versus pass blocking in concert. Because when you run block, you're firing off the ball and you're attacking. When you're pass blocking, you are retreating and you are in essence defending the quarterback. And it is just, it is easier to get them working together offensively. So it makes sense that the run game would work better than the passing game early. Not even talking about who the quarterback is, just yeah. in general, when you have a whole brand new line that has never met until, I'm guessing, two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, and, and there's a section of the fan base that is 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 pausing their excitement about all the newcomers on the offensive line. And I'm cool with that. You can do whatever you want. I think... If you have the perspective where this doesn't have to be a top three or top four offensive line in the SEC for Auburn to win eight or nine games in 2023, they just need to be a little bit above average. Because what we saw last year, I mean, Auburn was still just a few plays away from you know beating an LSU or beating a Mississippi State. And obviously, if those two go your way, it's like, oh, wow, this is a seven-win team. Like They weren't far away. Mm-hmm. From that, and sure, they should have lost Missouri, but if you had a better offensive line, that, that game's not close either. So still, I still think the point stands. So if they just got to be okay, and like they were towards the bottom of the SEC last year, and so if you just if you just improve to like the average offensive line in the SEC, the team itself gets a lot better. Robbie Ashford gets a lot better. And look, I think the way Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery are going to coach, I think they'll recognize... You know, I, I don't see offensive line necessarily being a strength, but I do think it'll be stronger than it was a year before. But they're going to be more aware of that, and I think they're going to craft game plans in order to help all that and play calling and and kind of use your strengths and try to hide your weaknesses. I think this. I just have more trust in this coaching staff to be able to do that. So for the folks that are hesitant or you know cautiously optimistic, I'm not telling you what to think, but I'm telling you why I, I think that that may be a little. Silly. One, let yourself have hope because I, I think Hugh Freeze is going to take us there. But rebellions are built on hope. Wow. Wow. Watch Hunger Games the other day. Is Hugh Freeze our Katniss? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. 
No, really, no, not really. No, no, I was mine was Star Wars. It's fine. Uh, here, <laughs> here's a thing to to think about when it comes to the offensive line. Even if you don't necessarily think they're going to be significantly better, nice. Uh, Tulsa was 86th nationally in rushing yards per play last year. Okay, which is not great, right? No, the great. offensive line allowed the fourth more, most sacks in college football. So it was a very bad offensive line. And yet, they ranked 18th in the country and expected points added per running play. Hmm. So the off, like the, the, the run game by itself was not great because the offensive line was not great. But the things they were able to do, they were able to make the runs when it mattered, and they were able to put points on the board by running the ball, which is... Ultimately, the whole the point of producing on offense is to score points. It doesn't matter how you do it. That's right. But I'm confident based on Philip Montgomery's background One and what he's recently done, right. he's going to be able to uh, to scheme ways to get Jarquez with one Z open and get him positive plays and let him rack up the stats behind a much better offensive line. So the way modern football has gone at all levels, at all levels, high school, college, and the NFL it makes it a little bit tougher to put up these types of numbers. Lindsay, I want to touch on that in a moment and how it may not be a concern despite Auburn having a lot of depth there. Lindsay, you like buying Auburn stuff. I do. I like buying Auburn stuff. Yes. If you're watching or listening to a daily Auburn show in mid to late January, you probably like buying Auburn stuff too. You probably and have you, an Auburn room in your house. Uh, yeah, you probably do. You probably do. I mean, if it's a day that ends in Y, just like a game day, like I'm all about my Auburn gear. And I do all of my shopping with Alumni Hall. They've got the best apparel, jerseys, hats, drinkware, wall art, you name it, and they've got it. And I also get rewarded for every dollar I spend with their Hall Pass rewards, which I appreciate. Yeah. If you're an Auburn student, faculty, or military, you get 10% off all in-store purchases with an ID. Go and check out Alumni Hall in Auburn, Opelika, or Huntsville, and also at alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall providing the ultimate Auburn shopping experience. Um, yeah, I, I don't trust anybody else. So check out, out alumnihall.com. Lindsay, we mentioned Auburn having four really good running backs, few of them younger, but I, I think they'll be battle-tested and ready by the time the season starts. But... I mentioned this when I was doing, you know, Jarquez Hunter being my biggest winner for the Auburn Tigers across the 45-day transfer portal window because the only running back they got that would, in theory, take touches away is Brian Petit. And I'm just not sold that he's going to get Jarquez's touches. I think Jarquez is going to get close to 50% of the market share and then Batie is going to be your gadget guy stuff. And I mean, he's, he's 165, 170 pounds. I just don't think he can, I don't think he can take 10 touches a game. That's just my thought. Could be wrong. Right. I think he's going to be really big on special teams. And I think he'll be a gadget guy, change of pace guy over the course of his time at Auburn in 2023. And then I think Damari Austin and Jeremiah Cobb are going to kind of compete for the rest of them. That that's kind of my stance on all of this, and then you know, Robbie's going to get a handful of rushes a game. So I'm not really buying that 
he's going to be impacted by all of these other talented backs that are on the team. I, I think they're going to be comfortable feeding Jarquez Hunter. Uh, do you think I'm off on that? No, I think you, you nailed the whole thing of Brian Batie is going to have that Corey Grant, Ontario McCaleb kind of gadget role where he's going to, he's going to be split out wide and, you know, sweep across, you know, sweep across the formation, catch a short pass, return kicks, things like that. Yeah. Um, the Cobb Austin battle is going to be very interesting to watch. Agreed. Obviously, you won't spring. It'll be Austin as a number two because uh, Cobb doesn't report to campus until I believe the summer. I think that's uh, right. Yeah. So that'll be quite interesting to kind of see how that shakes out. But no, Jarquez Hunter is the only one of these guys that is built as a feature back that has the size. And I know Batie did it last year. Uh, he did it at USF in a lower level of competition. Uh, I don't quite think that translates exactly to the SEC as far as his ability at, like you said, 5'8", 165 to hold up to a full season um, of of being the primary ball carrier. And so, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that Jarquez Hunter is going to get the number one carries and probably a more of those than Tank got because you don't have a slam dunk experienced number two behind mm-hmm. him like you had behind Tank. And also, Jarquez doesn't have the, uh, the 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 injury history, getting nicked up like Tank sometimes okay. did, and had to come out for a spell. And, and Jarquez got more run than you would expect because of that. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. So when we talk about Jarquez Hunter having one of the best seasons that we've seen in Auburn in the last decade or so, how many touches you get matters, right? And so if he can keep that same average somehow and get you know a hundred more touches, like we're talking about, we're talking about. Um, one of the best rushing performances in college football in 2023. So I certainly think it's possible. I'm not certainly guaranteeing that it'll happen, but I think with Hugh Freeze's scheme and just the current makeup of Auburn roster, it is certainly, certainly possible. Lindsay, how can people check out all the stuff that you've got going on, my friend? I'm on Twitter at Carlos Baseball. My show, Locked at MLB Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. You can find the writing, auburndaily.com, and the merch, aushirts.com. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com as well. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn.